I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, welcome to the Short Ball Podcast. Uh, my name's James McConey. I'm here replacing uh, Scotty Sumo-Stevenson, who is in Pyeongchang. And with me is Mills Muliaina. Hello, Malili. Good afternoon, James. How are you, mate? Good, good thing. I tell you, I tell you, I like the way you've got your headphones on today. You might have got them on wrong. No, no, I just... It's supposed, supposed to be like that. Yeah, I was just sort of um, having a listen. Do you want me to do them correctly so it I like put it, you I off? like it like that, though. It's quite good. Okay, should we do that then? I reckon, eh? What do you reckon? Get some branding in there. They're not, they're not paying for this or anything. Um, hey, uh, obviously, have you seen Sumo's uh, photo on Facebook outside his um, hotel window? No, I haven't. I'm not on Facebook. wouldn't know how it works, but I'm... Oh, wow. I suppose it must be a, a great view. Lucky for some, right? Three weeks away? Yep. He's loving it. Is he? Uh, if he keeps on sending um, Skype posts like that, if he does the hot dog legs by the pool or whatever, then I'm going to snooze him. You can do this on Facebook. Where you, <laughs> you snooze? You snooze them, oh. you put them, you give them a 30 days where you do not see anything from them. <laughs> is, that, is that the minimum, 30 days? Oh, it's a new function, actually. Yeah, so 30 days ah. is a... You can snooze them forever. Oh, really? I just put them to sleep, yeah. Oh, they should really come up with that with phone calls and stuff too, eh? I mean, you could snooze them as well. Yeah, right? it's not a bad idea. And you can do that, but in, with phones, you've just got to block them and then you might miss something vaguely important. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, you're thinking about people you can snooze on your phone right now, aren't you? Um, <laughs> probably me. Hey, uh, look, first up, Hamilton Sevens. Yeah, uh, we were both there. You were commentating. What did you think about it? I um, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good event. Obviously, from a New Zealand point of view, um, you know, having you know lost um, and not going right through was a bit disappointing. But all in all, um, I didn't manage to get myself down to the uh, down to the field and, and sort of soak up the atmosphere and things like that. Um, but it seemed, you know, really, you know, well organised, and uh, I know there was a few hiccups, but it's the start, really, isn't it? And so I think they did a relatively good job. What are your thoughts on that? I thought it was fantastic. I thought Hamilton just turned it on. They they um, made it more of a uh, more family friendly. Yeah. Uh, there was okay. There was that R eighteen section, um, which we named the Liam Messam stand because very messy in there, and. Um, <laughs> And so out the back, there was a dance floor, and that was R18, so there'd be no kids trampled uh, while people were doing single ladies. So I actually thought they, they nailed that part yeah. and the, the outside entertainment. And, I mean, the Sevens is the Sevens. It looks weird on TV because only half the crowd's in there, but that's because they have that village 
out the back. Out the back. I mean, I heard that was awesome. I I managed to sort of walk past it in in the morning, and everything was the rides and stuff were part of your ticket, right? That's right. And then so free. The one thing that I was gutted I missed out on, although I could see him from the commentary side, was Levi Sherwood. Yes. I could like you know that well stand like every single time, and they had the camera like the big screen. And he was going up the ramp, and then all of a sudden, you just see him above the uh, the stadium. And so, I was uh, kind of gutted I missed out on seeing, uh, well, seeing him sort of close up. But uh, what a sight! Yeah, exactly. So Levi Sherwood, you got a bona fide superstar, global superstar, oh, turning out. Yeah. That that was a good idea. Um, apparently, all the entertainment out the back. There's a few issues with that cashless. Uh, the bracelet, yeah. uh, but they seem to sort that out on day two. So yeah. of course they're learning as they go, but it feels a lot more sustainable, I guess. Than I always say that you know the the V eights feels were like the first wife, you yeah. know, didn't quite work out, you know, <laughs> and she took off with the cars and the money, and then but the se- the sevens of the second wife, it feels a lot more, you know, like it might just work. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah, you're right. bit more down to earth, a bit more fun. It's a good way to put it, actually, uh, James. Yeah, it sounds like I've got issues uh, in my life by bringing that that analogy up. But anyway, the talent on the field, because this is a rugby podcast, um, Villamoni Karoy. Oh, yeah. So what do you do about someone like him who looks like he's got it all? Uh, they are making him into a Tomasi Thama clone. But yeah. to me, he might be, you know, he might have more strings to his bow than that. Oh, absolutely, and, and I think they probably, you know, when he when he was injured in that last game against Australia, they they missed him. I just felt, you know, there was a lot on his shoulders throughout the whole weekend. Like he was, he'd create something from nothing. They just needed someone else to be that other threat too, just to give him that that just to free him up a little bit more. And that's probably where um, what's leading New Zealand down at the moment. That um, you know they've got some great players. You know Scott Curry and Tim Mickelson, who's been outstanding defensively. Um, they came right, but they were, they, were, they were solid. They, I just felt they just need another sort of, um, I suppose, ball carry or, or someone that's going to create something. And they just lacked that a little bit. And to put that all on uh, Koroi's shoulders was huge. I mean, he's still carved up. Yeah. Um, and defensively, too, in the sweeper role was fantastic. But there was some outstanding talent. Man, it just, I mean, even... You talk of the likes of um, you know, the South Africans. I thought they were going to win the tournament. You know the way that they were shaping up, but the Fijians and their supporters. I mean, it just lifted them that extra little bit. Those guys, isn't it? Yeah, the Fijian fans made the atmosphere. I guess when you think about it, that even forced the uh, the Kiwi fans to get a chant going. Yeah, uh, my, the chant that I came up with on Crago's Wild never really took off, <laughs> although I understand it was so loud. When we were chanting it up in the commentary, I was doing some commentary for Robocast that the Sky people did complain. Uh, <laughs> maybe not bang the tables next time when we're doing it. But um, th- this is the thing. I, I saw you, Joe Weber was out there almost as the as the next, you know, the yep. backup playmaker. You see how talented and classy he is at NPC level. I wonder whether, you know, is he using sevens as just a guaranteed, you know, he knows it's a guaranteed income. Mm, mm. Whereas to it looks like he could be a super rugby star yeah. yeah yeah I mean that's the hardest part for these guys that are playing sevens I mean uh, Weber's probably the classic example you know had an absolutely outstanding might have 10 cup you know played on the wing but you know when you're guaranteed well not well, I mean, a contract um, to play the sevens I mean you know there's so many other good wingers in that out there too do you sort of sit there and say well I'm going to chance my arm at super rugby and hopefully pick up a contract or 
do I go where you know it's um you know there, there's something there in, in, in concrete and, and unfortunately for his case you know that's um the dilemmas he sort of faces I mean Tim, Tim Nicholson's outstanding outstanding 15s player as well he's he's a back um you know uh, Regan Weir you know so that they're, they're kind of, and 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 then you kind of because sevens is a totally different game you know it, it's not as um I suppose tactical it's a lot more room you need to be fast you need to be hell of a fit. Um, but then when they transition out of that and play 15s, which is, you know, I suppose predominantly we are going to get an, a bigger income and uh, and progress more in your career, well, then it's, it's it's a hard transition for those guys. Well, why is it so hard? Oh, I just think the, the tra- training regime, you need, to, you need to be a lot fitter um, from a physical point of view as well, you know, when you're, you're cleaning rucks and tactically in sevens, you've got so much, you know, room. How do you use that, those, that, that room up and... Um, you know, you're with a, a less amount of guys and, you know, you're obviously playing for seven minutes, whereas, you know, 15s, you're, you're building up for that game at the end of the week. You've got to be a lot bigger um, and you make different decisions. And so, you know, you talk about Koroi. I mean, you know, what position would he play? And, um, you know, if he decided to go and play 15s at the moment, he's a star, an absolute star, second year out of school, and he's just carving up at the moment. So, you know, one day, I'd say pretty soon, he's going to have to make a decision whether he wants to play 15s or continue on this role. And don't get me wrong, you know, in the sevens rugby, you know, you look at the likes of, you know, Cerevi and Co. and um, Carl Tanana, they've made, they've made they've, you know, their names have been made in the sevens games. So we're not, I'm not saying that it's, you know, it's, it's second fiddle to, to 15s. It's just, un, you know, that's what you want to sort of do as, as a player coming through. You want to play in the 15s. Yeah, that, that's. Uh, there's a lot of uh, players, I guess, have gone through sevens first. Um, what about? Did you go through yep, sevens? Yep. 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 So you've you've done that path, uh, and then when it comes to the Olympics, suddenly mm-hmm. we've got this event that actually means a lot more than anything before. Yeah. What What do we do about Olympic sevens in New Zealand rugby? How do we attack it this time round? Oh yeah, it's that. I mean, I suppose in some ways, I mean, the Olympics is the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, that's. I mean, when I was. Back in my day, when we were trying to get in there in the Olympics, you know, everyone wanted to do that. And when you think of it, there's nothing better than the biggest event in the world to go to the Olympics and try and, and win a medal. Um, unfortunately, you've also got the, the All Black guys that are thinking, well, I do, but I, but I don't. Because, you know, you take yourself out of the game, you know, out of the All Black sort of environment and, and, and pursue that dream, it's so much harder to come back and, you know, someone else might take, take, take your position. And the dilemma we've got here in New Zealand is there's, there's so many good players you know if you give that position up you know to pursue a gold medal while chances are you might not get it back and so it's 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 a hard one um i don't know how they sort of uh, attack it um you know the last time they said well i think Sir gordon titchens had all the players but as we found out you know as it sort of went on um you know players started to pull out which is i suppose disappointing in, in, in his but at the end of the day you know from what i've seen it, it came down to the players and so I think they've got to commit first and foremost. And if you're going to commit, then commit wholeheartedly um, rather than sort of, you know, oh, okay, no, maybe not, and then I'll pull out. That's right. When the, when their opportunities with the All Blacks are strengthened or solidified, they're suddenly they're dropping like flies <laughs> and maybe a bit of pressure was put on. But currently, if you look at the at the All Blacks, you could say, well, any number of them really, but Rico's the obvious one. Yep. Damian McKenzie's another, Massive. you know, and Geordie uh, will both be... Barretts, probably three Barretts if you really want <laughs> to. Them, hey. yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, that, that, that's an argument for, we could argue that forever. Six Nations, we've had the first round. Yeah. Uh, Mills, what did you make of that? 
Oh, I was, I was really impressed. The Irish, you know, winning, you know, Sexton, that drop goal from a million miles out, yeah, you know, to win that in Paris. Uh, Wales was was very impressive, considering they were, um, they had a disappointing uh, Six Nations last year, and you know, given the fact that Scotland were on a were on a high, you know, after the, you know the Australian game, you know, I know the Australians were down fourteen men, but like they looked like they were they were starting to make progress in the international game, and obviously the English, you know, they're always going to be classy, and they sort of ran away with the game against the Italians, but. I think for me, you know, it's, it was the Welsh. The Welsh were, um, you know, to, to beat uh, Scotland convincingly like that. And interesting to see Getz come out afterwards saying that, you know, he always thought that they're going to be 20 odd points better than, than the Scottish team. And so the Six Nations is huge. It's, it's gearing up to some big games. And I, I think the Welsh versus the English is going to be huge. Yeah, it's massive. That's this weekend, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, or how do you see that going? Ah. Uh, it's hard not to go past the English, you know. I think they've um, Eddie Jones have got, have got them firing. They've uh, they've got some good, um, you know, solid players, and they've also got good depth, you know, and that's that's um, pretty pleasing from an English point of view. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's always a big one, you know, between those two teams because the Welsh hate the English, and the English English hate them back, and so, uh, but it's hard not to go past the English, to be totally honest. Um, now, uh, okay, so that's Wales. In that Welsh team, there is uh, one Hadley Parks. In fact, mm. there's a lot of Kiwis in every team. But let's talk about Hadley Parks and your mate Bundy Arke, who's playing for Ireland. Um, that's a that's a great transition for them. Yeah. So uh, with Hadley, he looks like he's got the goods, whereas he looked a bit lost at even Super Rugby level up here. What's the difference? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot. It's always been. Twisted talked about about you know guys going away and, and leaving here of course we want them to stay but if you look at the scenarios that they these guys particularly these two players face Bundy was at the Chiefs he's sitting behind Sonny Bill um, Charlie Natai uh, and co and I, I think um, you know they've got to make hard decisions and it's you know at the end of the day I think they've made good ones you know they've gone over now they get to play international rugby they've, they've had the stand down period and look where they are starting for the, for a, for for Wales starting for um, for Ireland, albeit he's probably the darkest Irishman I've ever seen in my life, isn't he, old Bundy Arkey? But you know it, it's great for their careers, you know, and and, and that's the thing that I think, um, you know, guys, and I, I I commend them for doing it, you know, because it's such a hard thing. You know, I was fortunate enough to play for the All Blacks, but there's only so many spots, and when you've got when you're sitting behind guys at Super Rugby level, and you want your your dreams and aspirations to play. Um, international rugby, then good on them, and, and, and good on them for, for making that decision. So what you're advocate, advocating is um, evaporating the Chiefs talent pool and just <laughs> everyone go overseas, uh. hop on the Malili bus. Like, I mean, is, how do we do this? Because I, I agree with you, really. I think um, players, it's their career, um, their, their bodies are putting on the line and their heads, obviously, we realise. Yeah. So... Um, how do we do it without actually killing off that that layer of talent? Uh, yeah, I know, and that's uh, that's where the New Zealand. I mean, we have our pool of talent here is immense, and you got to you know you look into you know high school rugby here. I mean, there's just guys coming out of the, from from nowhere, and and they'll be the next um, cream of oh well that they are they are next our future players. Where New Zealand rugby, I believe, have, have got to make sure they get it right is the high school because you don't want you know okay, Bundy and uh, and they've they've had a bit of time in Super Rugby they haven't quite um, nailed it and pushed on okay that's fair they can they made the decision now to go away 
what happens then when high school kids, you know, when... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. They're showcased in front of the world through um, First 15 Rugby, start to make decisions straight out of school. And as soon as we start losing that talent, because, I mean, we, we've already seen it um, with the, you know, there's a, there's a fight going over with the, uh, Kenny uh, Nanai Satura. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just the league and, and rugby at the moment. When you start getting clubs, sort of, and he was fifteen. Yeah, you know, sort of looking at players at, of that caliber. Then you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. At the moment, things are pretty good because we've got so much talent, and the drive to be All Blacks um, is, is is still very much alive um, for these high school kids. But it's yeah, if they if they start making decisions to go overseas, then we're going to lose a lot of talent. Yeah, um, my feeling on that is if you're 15 and you sign a contract, even if your guardians sign it as well, once you're an adult, you should be free to do what you want. Mm. It is a massive risk um, that clubs are taking. They'll say, oh, look, we're putting all this money into it. Well, just too bad. You know, you're approaching um, a minor and you're offering them all this sort of stuff that they'll get, you know, starstruck by everything. And and that's just the way it is. And I think the Warriors may have gained Ben Matulino in a similar fashion oh, really? back in the day I think he signed with Newcastle and and then decided I'd rather play for the Warriors yeah. and I mean you know there are precedents there I don't think they'll um I mean I'm I'm picking the Chiefs will get the care I want the Chiefs to keep him obviously <laughs> so do you Mills. of course I mean but and you're right um Jimmy it's like 15 years old and I mean you you you, you put a contract in front of you I don't know was it five year sort yeah. of thing I mean you're only starting to really make adult decisions when you're about 20 anyway and so I mean it's such a hard thing to be able to but that's the way the world is at the moment now things have just changed you know so much when I heard you that, that signed them at 15 or signed some sort of agreement at 15 I was thinking far out now this kid's still got a couple more years at school and he's you know his, his, he has to make decisions about his um, you know, livelihood for, for later on and so yeah, I um, yeah I'm not too sure about that one I, it's it's such a young age to make big decisions it is. He mightn't have even had his first pash by then. We just don't know the backstory. Um, but uh, uh, one thing that uh, we do know is that some players are leaving New Zealand yeah. and, and they're quite young as well. Definitely had their first pash. Um, <laughs> Seta Tamani Valu, Lima Sopawanga, Charlie Natai, who you've, you've just mentioned, all the sort of mid-20s, and they're all off to, to take the money. It just shows, I guess this shows more and more what the business is about. Mm which says if you're not first team or 23 regularly, you know, in the All Blacks, then, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah, T- tough to hang around. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, that, you can name those players. I mean, 
And now they're probably, you know, they get they had a lot of experience, particularly in Super Rugby as well. But they're not prepared to stick around and be, you know, sitting on the bench or, um, you know, waiting for someone in the, in, in the first in the starting lineup to fall over or, or or actually go away. You know, and you know they're making decisions while they're worth quite a bit too. You know, when you're an All Black, I mean, your worth goes up, and so to get something put in front of you like that. And, and to look after your family, you know, because you're only there for a short period of time. And so, you know, those guys have obviously made decisions to leave. I mean, they're, they're probably a little bit different. Um, you know, I think, you know, they've done their time and they've made good decisions, whether well, they're obviously based on their circumstances. Um, but it's it's the youngsters. It's the guys that are coming just first year out of school and things like that. Those are the really important guys that we've got to try and well, keep them motivated to stay to, to play for the All Black jersey. But as I mentioned before, not everyone can be All Blacks, and um, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, you know, we're lucky to have this, um, you know, professional rugby going on because it, you know, you can make a, a good living out of it as a, as a youngster. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just going to uh, mention as well that uh, I've heard the All Blacks uh, selector or NZRU wanted to really wanted to keep Tawhita Kerbalo, yeah, but they just couldn't match the money that was offered. So that that's basically it. The guy's just making a call where, okay, it's it's over the three years he's he's gonna make a million more dollars. Yeah. And it's fine if you're trying to buy a house in, you know, Foxton or Ekatahuna, but if you if you're trying to buy even anywhere in Auckland, you know, even the in some real dodgy suburbs, you're forking out millions and millions for um Places John Afford did well. He bought a place in Westmere. If we're going to talk about property, mm. and I know Pity Wepu stayed in his house, he's still got that place in Westmere, doesn't Has he? he? I'm hoping he does. I'm, oh, mate, gee, he'd be making a killing off that, isn't he? Exactly. Mind you, he, he timed, he's another player that's timed it right. But yeah. you talk about uh, Tawita Kurubalo, you know, he's been in the All Blacks environment, you know. That's what they, you know, you've got to take your hats off to New Zealand rugby as well because that's what they're getting, um, you know, big sponsors for. You know, AIG, I know there was, when it first came out, why is, you know, they're on the jersey? Well, at the end of the day, if we don't have sponsors like AIG, you know, Adidas, the Gatorade stuff, we can't keep those those players. There's no way we've got, we, yes, we've got, a, our brand is absolutely fantastic, but we can't keep those top end players that have got, um, lots of experience, you know, that these youngsters strive to be one day. We can't compete with anyone else um, in terms of the monetary. So, um, you know, that's what they face, you know, all the time. And if, as soon as you start losing more of those players, then, you know, uh, you're up for a big problem. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now next topic, uh, one that caught my eye was um, All Blacks offering uh, sabbaticals, proper sabbaticals, where they sort of uh, have a a deal with a club where they say we're prepared to lend you mm. this player you can pay him that exorbitant amount of money but we get him back at the end of it so it's maybe a, a two-year deal and obviously the japan season works in quite well with new zealand but they're talking france as well which would be oh, a well. huge huge breakthrough um tell us about i guess how you made your you, you made your decision at the end but there must have been other guys uh, when you were going well i, I think you know, the sabbatical thing, when it first came about, it was really to get get away and have a break. And so you weren't, what would happen, you'd come back from the end of your tour in December, but then you'd have to be back at, you know, super rugby training in, you know, three or four weeks later. And so the sabbatical came about to really try and rest a lot of those injuries that you had and come back later in the super rugby sort of campaign. Now they're saying, well, 
will give you a sab- sabbatical, uh, but you can actually go and play. Uh, the French one is a massive one because if you're starting to play in France, they go from June to the following July. And so how do you actually come up with a, a way that sort of um, you know fits in well with trying to recover and things like that? Japanese, the, the Japanese thing probably seems the better option because it's not as physical and in the season's... Uh, aren't as long they don't play as many games although their preseason's huge um, and so I think you have to get creative and that's what I think the New Zealand rugby union are trying to trying to do get creative to keep these players here you know give them an opportunity to go away and, and earn a, a bit more that they w- can't can't hear in New Zealand um, and then and then you know that's that's another way to, to keep them here and so it's it's, I'm glad they're actually looking at different options because we don't want to lose a lot of our, our, our talent. And we are. We're, we're selfish. Well, I, I am. I, you know, I still want, I want the All Blacks to succeed and keep the, um, um, the talented players. And they've got to come up with certain things um, and be creative of how they do that and to keep these guys here. Yeah, it's true. They've got those the, the regular sponsors, haven't they, that, um, the, the, almost like a family of sponsors. Yeah. But they probably need to find more money from somewhere because AIG was a, another big step, but it feels like they've got to take the next one now and yep. find some, you know, some big cash somewhere. Well, the the All Black, the All Black brand is huge yep. globally. I mean, I think Kiwis don't really understand how, you know, how how big um, it is. As soon as the All Blacks get named anywhere around the world, lot people know who they are. When you have a, a new jersey that comes out, and, and um, you know, to play against uh, the French. It gets sold out within minutes, you know. Whereas, you know, we're such a small company, uh, country that we just can't can't compete on on the both from a business sense and and also you know how we make money. Yes, we have got a a great brand, but unfortunately here in New Zealand we're just so small. If only NZ Rugby had bought like say twenty bungalows in Westmere, you know, and just <laughs> no, need more than that. Yeah. Hey. No, but way back in the day. Oh yes, yes. You know, yeah. then, then then you'd be you'd be creaming it. Uh, like John Arfoa, he's only got one though. Um, right. Finally, I mean, oh, have we talked about Roger Tuivasa-Shek on on this podcast before? Nope. Okay. Well, then there's two more things. Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Uh, he's the, the rumor is that he wants to come to rugby. I think that feels like that's what he wants to do, but uh, can he well afford to really? Um, that. Mm. That's, I mean, or can the can New Zealand rugby match what he's going to get in league, or make it worth his while? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't know if there's much substance in this. I thought it was just all rumours and someone creating some sort of news, and that he didn't actually want to come. I mean, I think I heard I read something in the papers that his um, manager Bruce Sherrick said, you know, there's no truth to this. So I don't know. I mean, I love him as a leaguey. He's a great, great player, and you know he. He would actually transition well. He's one of those players that could actually transition, you know, in, in and out, similar to like Sonny did, and um, and, and play really good footy. Where there's any truth in it remains to be seen. You probably you'd probably know, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I could make a couple of calls, but I'm in the middle of a podcast right now. So, um, I mean, okay, when I say wants to play, I guess it's this that it's his dream to play for the All Blacks. So eventually, that's on his bucket list. Yeah. Uh, it's, but he is probably the high, well, he's the highest play, paid player at the Warriors. Yeah. Um, that that TV deal keeps getting bigger in the NRL. He's, you know, it would take a lot to get him over. He'd have to send a lot of Tawera Kubalos <laughs> overseas to afford Roger Tuvasa's ship. <laughs> um, anyway, Black Ferns apparently they're going to get a ten k bonus. Yes. 
So this is this is good news, and it's also um, it's a step in the in the right direction. That there's been noises made. Um, what do you think of that, and what do you think needs to happen next? Well, what I think of the fact they're getting the bonus, I think it's outstanding. I think you know uh, the rugby union, not just um, and also giving it to the 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 women that have retired as well um, to acknowledge you know what they've done, um, but you know there's still you know other things they're looking to try and. Uh, pursue I suppose yes you know we have our, our women's you know they they um they need something and particularly the sevens uh, well actually the 15s as well I shouldn't say that but um New Zealand rugby are looking at avenues you know I mean we've just spoken about how to how, how how to keep players here well they also face you know trying to make, make money to to be able to give uh, the women's game a, a bit of a boost and so and the hardest thing at the moment um in the women's game is um they haven't got much of a competition in you know over in Europe you know they they have the six nations um for the women's and things and things like that we don't we don't have that here and so to come up with a league that someone's going to um actually put money to is is what they need to look at and, and as soon as that happens hopefully you know sometime soon um you know that um you know then then you know hopefully the women's game will will, will grow a bit more in, in terms of financially um, at the moment, um, it's just that's that's the struggle they find. It's just someone. I mean, maybe Smashed and Bro could could sponsor it. You guys make a bit of money. We could, yeah, exactly. Smashed and Sheila, we've um, we've actually got uh, we've got no money. Uh, we've got this terrible budget. That's why I'm here and not at the Winter Olympics. Uh, but but uh, what I like though is that they're they're thinking about yeah, this this league. Absolutely. Okay, so they're thinking about professional rugby for women. Um, it, I, I've had the chairman of New Zealand Rugby up in one of the lounges at Waikato Stadium at the weekend, uh, Brent Impey, he was talking about NZ Rugby approaching more women's focused uh, companies yep. so that they can get new, you know, sponsorship to help uh, launch mm. a league like that. Mm. So that that's all go- heading in the right direction. Yep. Uh, it's just that it's such a, uh, it's important that they um, they don't lose the momentum once you've had no. that, that great moment. Uh, you know, they've won the World Cup now, uh, they've come back, they've done the parades, now they need to sort of make sure that everyone's looked after. And I think in every way as well, you know, like um, whether it's um, healthcare, all these things that, that our top players who represent New Zealand putting their bodies on the line, yeah. they need a bit more of that uh, surrounding them because if they can't pay them, you know, proper professional ways, they need, need to think of other ways to make their lives easier. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and that's what I mean. Absolutely agree with you there, but that's the good thing. I think not just New Zealand rugby. I think, you know, even speaking of the sevens circuit, I know World Rugby are actually looking into it as well. You know, how do they sort of you know kick on and make this um and, and you know add a bit more momentum? And it's that's the important part. That they're looking now. They're trying to they're trying to come up with a way to actually make this work. But it's also important that they don't. You know, they, the momentum keeps going. You know, they don't just stop, and then we're, we're sitting back here in another four years, thinking, "Well, what's happened?" You know, because yeah. it can it, e- it can easily happen like that. Mills, that's the end of the podcast. I know your car is about to get towed, so uh, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Oh, that's it. And um, I, I'm here for the next couple of weeks because Sumo is in South Korea, so come samnida, and uh, we'll catch you <laughs> next time. I don't know what that means.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 